one of the greatest lies we've been told is it has to be a lot of people, otherwise it doesn't matter. It has to be a lot of money, otherwise it doesn't count because that keeps us not doing it because the journey to a lot is a little. Welcome to another episode of Real You, Real Money. I wanted to talk about something today that has really been on my mind in my own experience of making money in my own business. And it's something that's been present for me for the last however long I've run my business, seven years now, I think. Many of you will be very familiar with the story of when I started my business. When you sign up to my emails, which if you haven't done yet, what are you doing? Get in there. When you sign up to my emails, one of the first emails you get is an email titled something like the year my marriage and finances fell apart. And I reference it a lot, I think, in the podcast as well, because it was a really formative time in my life, in my business, in my marriage. Like it was a real, I mean, it was terrifying when it happened. But it had it kind of lots of things sprung from it. It's, it was a foundational moment. And what happened was very, very briefly, I we I discovered we didn't have any money. And my husband was running a business at the time that wasn't making money. And we didn't have any other place to bring in income. I had a business that was bringing in 350 to a thousand pounds a month, but very, I didn't know which which it would be. Um, and we had small children and it was really scary and so the business grew out of I've had this idea about being a coach now's the time for me to do it and as you can probably imagine I was able to leapfrog over and I've only ever metaphorically leapfrogged in my life Um, (laughs) I was able to leapfrog over lots of doubts around being visible or things not working, things that have t- had tied me up in knots in the past because I was kind of a, what is the word? Like I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur without knowing it. Like I wanted to run my own business. I had all these different ideas, but never the confidence to really see them through. Always reminds me of the story I tell a lot of my first day of school where my dad, I went to a private school paid for by my grandparents and I drove up to the front in my dad's battered old Volvo, put one foot out, saw this huge, huge imposing building with tennis courts outside. And like, it, it was much posher than the little house that I lived in, <laughs> and which was smaller than the house I live in now. My house is not big. And I put my foot out and jumped back in and said, dad, you've got to take me around the block again. I just couldn't get out. And I would suggest that that's what happened with my businesses multiple times, one foot out, enough to probably announce it or do something about it foot back in run 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 terrified and so I didn't realize that this was a a, like I don't think I realized that what I was looking for like I was trying to get myself slot myself in my space but I just didn't have the confidence and the something about like the momentum behind me And this is, I'm working on a controversial money opinions post. I am not going to lie. I don't think they're that controversial, but yeah, I'm I'm quite nervous about putting it out, but I'm going to put it out there because it feels really important to do so. I'm working on a post and one of those controversial opinions is we hear a lot in the money world, in the coaching world, about the importance of privilege in making money. Now, before you (laughs) go, oh my God, Ray's lost the plot. I'm not suggesting that privilege doesn't play a part in people making money. But I hear, and I've read a number of posts, particularly recently, that really suggest that 
you're going to find it very, very hard to make money unless you have money backing you up. And I really do think that there are elements of that that are true, but acting like it's the full story really bothers me. Now, I'm not going to, I've got to be really clear. I just told you I went to private school. It might have been paid for by a grandmother, but I clearly I had grandparents with enough money to do those sorts of things. So I'm aware that I am in a situation where if things went really bad, we're not going to be homeless, for example. So there are layers to this. There's nuance to this. But equally, I have worked with so many people, particularly women, with partners or family members who can support them financially. And it is hard for them to go out, do the scary things, make their business a money-making venture, knowing that they don't need that money. Knowing that if they don't do it, nothing happens to them financially. Nothing, there's no impact in terms of, and when I, often when I talk about money, and I mentioned this in the pricing workshop, I'm going to say this lots of weeks, if you haven't bought the pricing workshop, what are you doing? It's only £47, go and grab it, because I talk through a lot of how this stuff shows up in terms of our need to survive. And, you know, money is, it's how we pay for food, it's how we pay for shelter. And when those things are 100% covered, you don't need to worry about it. When you can buy another training course, when you are living in comfort and all of those things, and, and people's versions of comfort differ, when your family and your income doesn't rely on your business, for some people, and they are in my experience, and maybe this is just my, the clients that come to me, they are in my experience the minority some people that is a really fertile breeding ground for their business. The majority of people I've seen, considering the rest of the conditioning, the conformity culture, societal conditioning that comes into this stuff, for the rest of them, it's hard. It's hard to make money just because you're worth it. It's hard to make money just because you can. And not, especially when we think of kindness at all costs, like all of these different ways in which we're taught that we have to put everybody above us, it's really difficult. And it certainly my experience was when that was stripped away from me, it was far easier for me to leap out and do the thing. Now, the issue <laughs> with that, and this is it, these are like all layered experiences. And by the way, I've spoken to a number of people, single mums, particularly like the amount of clients that report that when they got divorced, for example, and they were like, right, it's on me. That was a massive shift in their money making. It could be a financial situation like mine. It could be all sorts of different things that go on. A realization that they're getting older and no one's coming to rescue them. A realization that they've been single for a long time and maybe that's not gonna change. And maybe they're gonna stop waiting for that partner to come along. So the issue with that, if you have if, if your business grew out of a divorce, a tricky financial situation, a whatever it was, the fuel that you put into that at the beginning, this is certainly true for me, is fear and anxiety. And running, there's, there was a sense for me of running, trying to outrun the tricky circumstances. How can I fix this? I can no longer worry about all these different things. I just have to do it. That's fueled by fear. And unraveling myself from that place 
And again, spoken to lots of clients, not going to tell their stories because they're their stories. But this is not just me. Safer for me to tell my story because it's mine. But for me, unraveling that has been long. And I spent a lot of time at the beginning of the year. No, last year. A lot of last year was me unraveling that and learning how to be alongside my anxiety. If you'd asked me four years ago when my anxiety really kicked off in um, new and glorious ways, not really glorious at all, and I started to seek out various healing and eventually therapy, wish I'd gone to therapy sooner rather than trying to take shortcuts, but there we are. When I went to therapy and my therapist was like, is this a new feeling? And at first I was like, yeah, I, don't, I have never felt like this. And then I slowly thought through <laughs> my whole life. And it's hilarious now that I thought that I'd not been anxious before. I was a very anxious child, very anxious. I had night terrors. I gra- like would grind my jaw. I just had a lot of thoughts a lot of the time. I suspect now that would be down, like not completely down to but partly to do with undiagnosed ADHD. And I was so, I remember my mum going into hospital once for something very minor. And I was in primary school and I was so nervous that I was sick at the doctor's office. I remember because I'd had a pink strawberry milkshake. (laughs) I really remember it coming back up. And I would constantly bottle things up so that things like, you know, I was in therapy age seven about the night terrors you know there was then when I went to started working I would wake up in the middle of the night for some reason as someone who does not like maths I did a number of jobs where I was in charge of petty cash and the stress I felt about that I was only looking after a few hundred pounds and now to me it's it's just hilarious considering the amount of money that passes through my business but I would wake up in the middle of the night being like oh my god that's where that like 20 pounds I couldn't reconcile was like it was the stress I felt it felt so life and death to me so many things in my life oh this is turning into a therapy session so many things in my life have felt so life or death and my business has been one of those and I'm still learning that that's still something I have to pay real attention to but during this year as I started to learn to walk alongside that anxiety, as it stopped ruling me, as I started to realize that, you know what, things can be really difficult money-wise and this has not been the easiest year for many of us, the easiest two years money-wise. Things can be really difficult, but I will not die. That was both incredibly liberating and lovely and also awful because if I'm not gonna die, What's going to make me do it? And for a while there, I was like, what do I do? And I messaged some friends. I spoke to Sass Petherick and Tammy Thomas, who are amongst some other brilliant coaches or two people, but I really remember the, the things they said. And one of the things I think it was Tammy said, she was like, social justice, that's your motivation. And I was like, yeah, I know it should be, <laughs> but I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it. And then, and I've spoke about this in last, well, it might not be last week's, but in a previous podcast where, I'm trying to remember what it was called, about the, the Money Making Pledge podcast, about the money revolution. 
about the way that it's motivating me now and I and it was realizing that at some point in the last two years I've been scared of owning that 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 kind of what's the word that purpose it's realizing that I've been scared to own that purpose in the last two years maybe three and I think some of that came from as I'm con- continuing to reflect on it a worry that I would overpromise to people that I would say you can do this and it would be me like like I'm saying you you can make a hundred grand in a week which is one of the things I really really hate but I've realized that by in my sort of it looks like kindness right it looks like I'm just trying to protect everybody but actually I'm putting my doubt on you and I will be really really honest here it's not even doubt I have I don't doubt any of you can do the most significantly amazing things what I will do know and I know this from my dms this week as well because a few people have reached out as I've started to talk about this bigger purpose just being like and and they haven't said these words but what I'm hearing is but I'm small how do I make this impact and can I tell you all right now that is a patriarchal lie you've been told that you are too small to make a difference you don't see men worrying about that in the same way I think partly because they don't own the they don't hold the burden of all of this in the same way they don't see it they don't have the same they have been conditioned out of their empathy lots of them not all of them but lots of them but you don't see them going I'm not going to do that I'm not going to make that money because I can't have an impact they are busy cumulatively having a huge impact to the point that many of us can't, women particularly I'm talking about, but not just women because it affects people who present in more feminine ways. It, present, it, it impacts trans people, some, some because they present in a more fem- feminine way, some because they present in a more masculine way, some because they refuse to commit to either. But that toxic masculinity, that misogyny, is preventing many of us leaving our homes. And that's a cumulative effect. And we don't start saying to the men in our lives, you know, like we don't start having those conversations with them. We don't, I don't look at my boys who I'm raising to ask for consent and to question things and to have feelings, just to name three small elements of, of what I'm very, me and my husband as well, are very vigilantly trying to nurture them with. I don't look at those two boys and go, "Mm, it's not much of an impact though, is it, two people? It's a huge impact. And what a huge impact would it be if I don't do that that for them? If I'm not on it with them? And yet when it comes to our businesses, we're like, am I going to make enough money for that? Am I going to have a big enough impact? Does it even count? But, and this is why one of the reasons I love Kelly Deal's work, I love that Kelly talks about us being, I think she calls people culture makers. We are part of creating culture. We are changing how, you know, you price yourself in a way that is generous to you and your clients. And generous doesn't mean low. Go and listen to my podcast about owning your prices. If that comes up, generous does not mean low. Generous might mean not underestimating what your clients are willing to spend, want to spend, is going to be impactful for them to spend. That's what generous can look like. Generous can look like 
putting aside all of your conditioning, all of your fear around charging more, because you know the impact it's going to have on that client or that customer to invest in themselves. That's generous. Generous is not cheap. It's so weird that we think that. This is such a tangenty podcast, but I'm enjoying it. It's so weird that we think that when it comes to pricing, generous is cheap, because if someone gets you a cheap present, it doesn't feel generous, right? So what are we on about? <laughs> so what has replaced that anxiety? Raining myself back in. What has replaced that anxiety is purpose. Now, when I get in my head, when I start to worry, when I start to get all about me, focusing on me and what I'm scared of and what might happen for me, I remember you. I think about you and what I know you need and what I believe you are, are capable of and what I want you to know in your bones is possible for you. And I know that me showing up makes a difference. And one of the greatest lies we've been told is, it has to be a lot of people, otherwise it doesn't matter. It has to be a lot of money, otherwise it doesn't count because that keeps us not doing it. Because the journey to a lot is a little. And for some of us, it's gonna be a little all the way through. And when we count that up, it's a lot. And even if it's not, maybe you deeply impact somebody. This constantly looking at the numbers is getting in our way. So I just really invite you, look at where what you do is fueled by fear, anxiety, doubt. And see, and, and I, I wanna make space for this because it took me a while, see what it would look like to replace that with purpose. Maybe it's enough for me to sit here and say, are you allowing yourself to really step into the purpose you have? And for some of you, by the way, it won't be a big world impact type purpose. It might be a more at home. It might be, I wanna be an example to my kids, to my relatives, to my friends. It might be a, I want to take the pressure off my partner. And that every time you get tangled in your own thoughts, it might be enough to think about then. It can look lots of different ways. It took a while for that to fall from somebody saying it to me, from Tammy saying it to me, for it to fall from my head into my soul. Which is always, you know, that moment where you go, oh, I don't just think this intellectually anymore. I actually understand on a like cellular level, I get this now. And maybe me saying it here is enough. Maybe you're gonna need to sit with it for a while. I always encourage you to be like a dog with a bone with these things. Keep asking, keep looking at different, things from different angles, trust that it will show up in the way you need. But if you're finding yourself either being fueled by anxiety or maybe you've done the work like I did and you're finding yourself worried that now that you're no longer fueled by anxiety, are you just gonna sit? Maybe you're not doing the work because you're scared of letting go of that fuel in the first place. It takes time to heal this stuff. I'm not suggesting either that I am healed from it. I'm partly recording this podcast on a Friday because when I do work before I go into the weekend, it helps my anxiety that often shows up at the weekend. It's not about me being cured and better because I wasn't worse. 
It's about learning to walk alongside it. What does it need? What do I need? What does that part of me that's freaking out need to know today? Because often when we make it like work, 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 and what I used to do, I'd work through the weekends because my body couldn't contain the anxiety that like threw itself up over the weekend because it wasn't being soothed by feeling like I was taking action and running away from the possibility of not having money. And I haven't done that for a long time. For a long time, I've instead just felt anxious over the weekend and just been like, cool, this is nice. And that's still ongoing for me. I'm still figuring that out. So there's been a lot of points made. <laughs> you can trust me to do that. But the main thing is, I want to ask you, where are you running your business from? Are you running it from a place of fear, doubt and anxiety? Or are you moving towards, if you're not there yet, are you moving towards a place of running it from purpose? And it's not that there's not going to be fear, doubt and anxiety in that space, but it's a very different way to go about things. All right, thanks for listening. If you haven't already downloaded our pledge, our money-making pledge, please go and do that. That's all part of this purpose-driven way of doing things. And if you're interested in joining me in Real You, Real Money, which is my group program, please do pop me a DM because I would love to have you involved. See you soon. Before you go, I want to share with you something briefly, something additional to everything you've listened to already. And that is that there has been a real shift in my work lately. You might have noticed the podcast has been given a new name. I have been talking a lot about this concept of the real you makes real money. And essentially, I want to share that with you all. I want to go into detail about it with you. And it's, I would say, the biggest skill I have learned in my years of running this business, both as a business owner and as a coach, so what I've learned from running the business, but what I've also learned from being a coach, being coached myself and from working with hundreds of people at this point over the last five, six years, one of the biggest skills, if not the biggest skill, is how to show up as yourself. Because I want to be really, really clear, and many of you listening to this will know this, it's not easy. It sounds like the easiest thing in the world. It's simple, but it's not easy. And so I want to invite you all to come to a masterclass I'm going to be running called Revolutionize Your Money Making in Three Simple Steps that are, to assure you, completely you. It's going to be on Wednesday, the 28th of September at midday. Of course, there's going to be a recording so you can watch the playback if that's better for you, the replay. But I really want to invite you all to this. I'm going to be going through the three points, obviously, that it talks about in the title. I'm going to be going through a framework that I've developed about how to show up as the real you. If you're someone that loves my work, come along. If you're someone that's been considering working with me, come along. If you're someone that is ready to step into those ambitions that tap, 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 tap away at you. I, when I first started out my business journey, one of the only things I knew was I was meant to make more money than I was at that time. I had this really deep sense that I couldn't explain. And I now would say what it was, was a desire, but a really, all desires matter. Sometimes we have these like deep 
knowing desires. And it was a deep knowing desire that I wanted to make more money. Some of you might have that. Some of you might know that you are meant to be in a bigger space than you are right now, an expanded space, a deeper space. If that's you, come along. I love to give loads of value at my workshops and my masterclasses. You are going to leave with tangible stuff to do, things to think about. They are meaty. You know I'm not. You know, this is supposed to be a short outro, clearly. (laughs) I'm one for words, lots of words. But we're going to go deep on it. And I'm really excited to share this with you because in so many ways, this has been the work that I've done in my business. And I can tell you when I step away from being me, my earnings drop. When I step into it, my earnings rise. And I want you to be able to really see that for yourself, step into that for yourself and build a business, a money-making business around that way of doing things. And your first step to that is coming along to that workshop. So Wednesday, 28th of September, 12 p.m. British Standard Time, summertime, we're still in. There will, of course, be a replay if for whatever reason, time zones, anything else, you can't make it. But you're not going to want to miss this one, I promise.